Hello, No Means Nerds. Welcome to episode 11, holy fuck, of uh, No Means No Thing, or No Means Nothing, depending on your predilection. Uh, I'm Jordan. I'm Matthew. I'm Michelle. And we are your erstwhile hosts in this ridiculous task of finding the best No Means No song of all time, which is a fool's errand, one which we are not qualified to undertake, yet here we are, and you're (laughs) joining along with us. And as usual... We're going to start it off with a complete non sequitur of what the fuck you drinking? So, Matthew, let's start with you tonight. Okay. What you got for us? Uh, Well, I got a bunch of stuff. I mean, I've still got uh, from last time. Let's see. I got got actually quite a few options. I got some leftovers. This is the bourbon blood orange. Oh, I thought Uh, it was you had leftover that you didn't open or that you already (laughs) opened. All right. All right. (laughs) Right. That um, one's already been that, that one's been voted off the island. <laughs> uh, it goes back in the rotation. Um, I've got right. this one, which is uh, a Belgian style table beer, a Daggerat Brewery from um, Burnaby, where Rob lives, and it is called the Burnabarian. It's oh. uh, just sort oh. of a, a lager. It's just nice. a table beer. Um, table beer. Aren't they all from Victoria, British Columbia Brewery, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Lighthouse Brewery. Uh, strawberry rhubarb wheat ale. Oh God! Come on! Uh-huh. <laughs> strawberry rhubarb. <laughs> Jesus, that's a fucking cake, isn't it? You don't mix business with pleasure. What's going on here? <laughs> oh fuck! And this one, I'm super interested in Moon Underwater, uh, which is also a Victoria brewery. Uh, the N E I P A. Uh, it's a hazy IP, which I don't really like, but it's sea berry haze because it's got um, sea buckthorn juice in it, which I thought was pretty interesting. Buckthorn, <laughs> and that is a that is a weird orange berry, which is extremely invasive in Northern Europe, and everybody hates it there because it's very unpleasant. It grows everywhere, and the uh, berries uh, burst and get orange juice all over everybody. So I decided to grow it on my deck. Ooh. I like the flavor; it tastes like um, burst those berries, sour keys. You're like a fruit <laughs> doctor. You know all these fucked up <laughs> fruits. And this man. one's using it's used in cosmetics. It's a it's a berry that's high in fat. <laughs> Do you work at Whole all Foods? Right. I mean, what do you <laughs> then? I vote for the mascara beer or okay. the, whatever it is. <laughs> What about I'm, you, Strangey? I want whatever you want, man. I, I don't know. That's just no. Too you got to vote. We can't. This is a. This is. Not, I want this is not the berry that explodes on the people. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm gonna we want. The oh, all right. Sea buck joint. All right. Sweet. Just the, the Scandinavians in the audience just went. What the fuck? They actually made food out of that. <laughs> no, no, exactly. <laughs> well, this will be interesting. Only in Canada. Here. Well, and I'm uh, just, I got my usual, well, not my usual, it's not a Marniac, it's uh, old-fashioned, and uh, it's really fucking good tonight. Got a couple ice cubes in there, it's nice and nice, nice and wet in my whistle, old. as it is. And how about you, Michelle? Are you uh, mixing it up, or are we going uh, the classics? I, I, okay, I think I'm doing this for attention, which is really terrible, but at least I'm admitting to it. My housemate likes IPAs, and I fucking hate them, but I said to him tonight, do you think there's one in the fridge that I would like, even though I hate IPAs and they suck? So, yeah, I, he found one that, that I might be able to handle. and I might not. I usually make sound effects when I taste these things because <laughs> I hate hops. So, fuck it. I'm going to try it anyways. This is the Cascade Lakes Brewing Pineapple IPA. 
a pineapple IPA. That is two things that don't go together. I am very excited for you to drink that. Wait, did you like, you don't have, I don't have pineapple on pizza. Do you? Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck Ugh. yeah. I'll, I'll get some pineapple on pizza. Are you kidding me? A pepperoni and pineapple is like, ooh, my jam. Sweet all up in there. But not it's invented, in, not- it's, it's invented in Canada. It's one of those things that uh, people point to as uh, you know a Canadian invention. So we have yeah, to be right. patriotic about it. I thought you exactly. only had the, 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 the sauce on the French fries. I thought Poutine or whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a Quebecois thing anyway. Yeah, yeah that's for fucking I don't even Canadians know what word you just Misappropriated said. it. <laughs> all right. Well, good. Now we're all ready to get liquored up. I hope uh, some of you, at, we've heard from some of you at home that you like to pop open a brew, sit around the fire in the backyard, or hopefully not as you're cruising down the road and uh, right. enjoy the pocket. So pop one open if you got them and uh, oh, let's dive cute. in. Let's dive into this really. Uh, so here's my catchphrase, a really interesting set of songs, but this fucking set of songs is weird. And uh, here's it's what I want to say one. about it. Here's what I want to say about it. I'm actually really refreshed. Last week was so heavy for me because I love those songs so much and I was so nervous and it was so hard to talk about them. I don't really feel too much any way about any of these songs tonight. And I'm looking forward to just sort no of pressure. talking about them. I don't feel the pressure because, eh, you know, it's not, they're all good songs, but eh, none of them are my babies. They're cousins, maybe, or nephews. Yeah, the, the last last two were really tough. Is actually they stressed were tough. out about wanting to, you know, really get all those feels out and everything yep. like that. But these yep. ones are, it's, it's a really weird set of songs. Each song is sort of, um, mm. has strange Indeed. aspects to it. Indeed. Mm. It's a palate cleanser. It's a little yeah. palate cleanser. Right. This beer's pretty good, by the way. Oh, nice. I haven't sipped mine yet. I don't dare. Please. Okay, well, we're not starting until you take a sip, so All right. fucking do it. I want to see the okay, face. Okay, here it goes. Um, ladies and gentlemen, she's taking a sip. It's got a nice head on it. Oh, God. Ooh, that is now, not I'll going be able, down well. I, I don't like hops. <laughs> fucking hell. All right, well, before each of your rounds of talking, you have to take a big chug just to give some flavor. All right, everybody, so you you most likely already know, again, what the uh, what the matchups are here, but just to put it out there, our first pair uh, in the arena, we've got Love Thang from Sex Mad, 1986. And a little note on this, this is only it was originally only on the U.S. version mm-hmm. of that album. In the Canadian version, it the this was substituted out, or actually, I guess it was the original. It was uh, uh, Hunt the She Beast, and apparently, Jello liked Love Thing better and uh, wanted that on the U.S. version. And you know what? Good work, Jello. I gotta say, good fucking work. That was a good choice. Anyway, so there's Love Thing is the first one. Can he uh, do that? Well, he did. How? Yeah. How? But can he? Well, he talked. He talked to uh, Andy. Oh, all right, all right. This. At least he didn't just do it and say fuck. No, him. no, 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 no. I like this it, it better. Was, it was. It was. Oh, in right, discussion right. with him. Yeah, and, okay. and it it goes up against uh, Joy off of a few things: Worldhood of the World as such uh, from nineteen ninety five, which is where most of us know it from, and then subsequently in the Fish Tank um, that EP from nineteen ninety six, and then also tucked away in the uh, Victims Choice medley Tuck on zero away. plus two. That, Nice. On the victim's choice medley in zero plus two equals one and a half. There's a little mm. non uh, a little non lyrics version in there. So which I don't think I ever consciously noticed. I didn't until just last time I was listening to that. I'm like, wait, what is this? Happy Bridge? That's not Happy Bridge. What is that? And I realized, oh, fuck, that's fucking joy tucked away in there. So yeah, absolutely right. All right. So first, we're gonna let Michelle talk about love thing, but let's hear a little clip of this lovely thing. Hi. Try to kill a guy. Just 
attention But we all feel for each other That's the point in our lives It's a love thing All right, Michelle, uh, what you got for us on this? This lovely thing. I like that. Yeah. All right, Fuzz Central here with the vocals. Yes. Mm. John's crash cymbal work is fuck is a fucking hoot and a thrill to listen to. This song's urgency is juicy as fuck. <laughs> I especially dig Rob's cheeky bass part in any spoken sections, which is in the time signature of eight. The main part of this song is in the time signature of six, which is not so common with this band. Most of their songs, believe it or not, are in eight. We'll talk about that later when those certain songs come up that makes them sound like they're doing some like 21 thing or 17. (laughs) They're not. They're playing in eight. Uh, I like the ending with a heavy breathing. And I think we'll go into the uh, lyrics here maybe at the end. But I, he says, uh, what a pathetic soul at the very end. I think that's what he says. We but I have that. some other, yeah, I have two other misheard lyrics. Uh, one of them I think I've got right. The other one, it's, I, it's another one of those where I know it's completely wrong. And I'm going to embarrass myself, but I'm going to tell you what I, what I think he's saying. So I don't know when you want me to put that do, in there. Do it do, now. Do it now. Let's hear it. Do it now. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so the, the, the carriage one. I think he's saying dead, dead carriage. That's what I think. I don't know if it's right. We can fight. We can have a bet. And then the, <laughs> this is the, I wish we could hear it, but I think Andy says, I've got some stuff. <laughs> Do you nice. know which one? No, I've I got know what you're talking about. I've stuff, got some stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's what I say when I hear it. And that's what I've been hearing. Ever since I ever heard it, I've got some stuff. Oh, I love that. That's fucking yes. great. Yes. That's great. Yeah, that dead carriage thing, like, it makes the most sense. Because the rhyme is, first comes love, first comes marriage, come baby in a baby carriage, right? Like the saying, so it makes sense. But I can only sing, I only hear one fucking syllable. I can't, it sounds like cage to me, even though I, it, carriage is what it should be. Oh, but I, I can't hear two carriage. syllables. Yeah, it's it definitely ends be. in a just sound for sure. It's it's yeah. gotta be. It's gotta be. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's just I just can't hear two syllables. Well, what's but a I dead carriage? But I don't the know. Baby like, carriage? Oh, you know what it is? I bet you it's like uh the I, horse I say, drawn thingy? I was gonna say the yeah. horse drawn like Kennedy getting drawn down y- the y- fucking yeah. yeah, yeah. In the, R- in the right. dead carriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. we've just blown it wide open, folks. Anyway, mm. you got anything else, Michelle? No, that's it. It's your turn. Nice. Uh, no, it's Matthew's or turn. Or Matthew's turn. Well, let me blow it open a little further for you. I blew my own mind about five minutes before recording, actually. <laughs> I sort of was going up the stairs. I was trying to trying to like suss out that last thing. Um, see, I, pathetic soul, emphatic soul. Um, yeah, emphatic uh, soul is what I hear, too. Yeah. Uh, but oh, you don't dead, think it's a pathetic soul? Could be either. I, I know, wrote, I wrote down either, pathetic. Yeah. I'd always mm-hmm. heard emphatic. Um, I don't know which <gasps> one makes more or less sense. Um, maybe pathetic, but uh, okay. I started thinking about um, then you get the president of the United States going up Pennsylvania Avenue in a dead carriage. I always heard debt because of a uh, for for years and years <laughs> because it's the president. <laughs> and then on my way up the stairs, I'd been sort of thinking about is it is it Joni and Johnny? Is it Johnny and Johnny? And then I'm like, wait a minute, who who was it who shot Reagan in '81? John Hinckley. He was trying to impress Jody Foster. Jody oh. and Johnny sitting in a tree. Oh. So this song in that context I love makes it. so much more sense. Wow. So much more sense. Oh shit. You've just blown my mind completely off of <laughs> Wait my Wait a minute. Jody Foster and wh- who what was his name? John Hinckley. Johnny was the Johnny ca- Hinckley. Yeah. He Holy was obsessed shit. with Jodie Foster from yeah, yeah, uh, her being a 12-year-old. in yeah, yeah, taxi driver. So he tried to kill Reagan to make him notice right. her. Right. Uh, her notice him. Was it taxi Jesus driver? Christ. Did I just embarrass myself? No, it's taxi driver, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. that's right, yeah. All right, I got it. Fucking shit. Wow, well, you a good won pull. for the day. You won yeah, the that's internet. A, that's a good pull. <laughs> Hell yeah. Look at that. Um, okay, we'll talk about the song itself. Guitar, amazing. Um, love the, the loud and quiet parts, of course. The humor, of course. This is a song about obsession. Um, and that uh, love and, and hatred are two sides of a coin and just flips very, very easily. Um, yeah, um, the, the bass isn't uh, too forward in the song, except for that. Mostly. Just uh, follows yeah, the guitar, but I love the guitar. It's so insistent and obsessive and scary, the upward three notes. Um, so great. Um, I'm I'm always a sucker for an Andy scream and uh, also his sort of uh, faux rational um, academic bullshit language. <laughs> Such an extension of what we all feel at some point in our oh. lives. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I, I love this song. <laughs> uh, when you're from Victoria, you hear that a lot. <laughs> um, uh, I love this song as an angsty teen because of uh, you know the obsessive. I probably was uh, had a lot of crushes listening to this, like running uh, riding around Victoria, thinking about a girl, <laughs> getting my teenage oh, nice. angst out. Um, yeah, it's uh, really really great, really passionate song um but then andy's vocals it's it's always just like a every syllable almost is like a little poke in the ribs in the eye <laughs> it's just what's man. he do to get ready for this is he just sit there in a corner before he's got to sing and just start doing this rocky shit like how, how does he get ready for this uh just i love the song it's it's really got a feeling of chasing or being chased it's sort of both sides uh, and then, of course, the heavy breathing and a couple in the middle and then right at the end, it's it's not heavy breathing from having performed the song. It's heavy breathing from running after somebody, I think, <laughs> and very well, maybe conscious so. decision to stick it in there. 
Um, and of course, a love thing is something you stick in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's talking about self-hatred and um, uh, obsession. So, yeah. Uh, and then I got a gun. I, I never really noticed that right at the end. He says, I got a gun. I got a gun. I got a gun. And, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. That's that's fucking great. I think that's um you know, again, being the position in the last, you guys have said a lot of what I want to say. So that's totally it. I, I will say so from my from my own personal perspective, um, in terms of where this song sits in my in the pantheon for me, for and I I'm I'm probably pretty unusual, at least for a lot of my fandom of No Means No, the early half of Sex Mad was never my favorite. Like, I like the songs. Not that I don't like them, but there's not something I would return to a lot. And so this song was never super high in my pantheon of something I'd go back to a lot. I'd go to the back half of that album a fuck ton. Um, mm. But the, the front half, just not so much for some reason. But um, I really loved sitting down, as I have with many of the songs doing for the podcast, and listening to this song fucking obsessively, just listening again and again and again. And really coming to appreciate it. I mean, some of the stuff you guys have already talked about, the guitar is just fucking crazy. This is a real uh, just demonstration of how Andy helped to define the early period of this period of No Means Known. What a fucking crazy nuts guitar player he is. And his vocals, as you guys talked about. Yeah. Like where Rob, right. well, where Rob can become like, can get into my guts as like this god of like, just like, destructive sincerity that's just like so earnest in a way that's painfully beautiful Andy has this absolutely mind-numbingly great talent to just drip sort of a bitter sarcasm that I I don't is unmatched it's just I, I don't think I've never oh, heard yeah. a vocalist that can do what Andy can do it's in the way mockery. that he delivers this Mockery, it's mockery. Rob right. doesn't really do. But, like, are, are you going to be so stupid? Exactly. But it's but so right. artful, right? It's done. It's like a, it's like an artist. He's a fucking. He's a disaster artist, right? It's just this. this <laughs> fucking, disaster artist. It's, it's just it's yeah. fucking genius. And so my my view of the song from way back when was always way more pedestrian. I love this John Hinckley, Jodie Foster. That's I think that's totally it. Frankly, I'm I have no doubt that. It, you know, we may hear that that was the actual inspiration behind the song. It's the right time period, too, frankly. Um, I always wondered, like, well, it's Johnny. Was this like, did John get fucking jilted by some chick? Right, <laughs> like, yeah. They, like, was a per kind of a, a weirdly, because it is a, it's a, no, it's not, not John Tune. That was the other one. Never mind. But I, I, I just always wondered if it was slightly autobiographical, because it is sort of, although it's taken to extreme, it's sort of universal, and and in the sense that, maybe at least some of us have that feeling of how uh especially i think early love can can be so intense and yet so quickly flip to its opposite that sort of a obsessive feeling how it becomes becomes its opposite so quickly and it's just sort of a, a it feels like this switch that's flipped and that that the energy of the guitar and the bass and the drums and that driving beat that they're all doing makes me feel that right it mm -hmm. it, it engenders totally. that and the way that it just the way andy like you talked about the Andy scream and the way he builds up to it, where he's like, uh, 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 and starts breathing really heavy before he screams. It's just, it's so good. And it just gets across that feeling of being jilted and jealous and fucking pissed off so much. You want to shoot someone, which and I've never be been there, but you know, unable to contain yourself anymore and not being able to contain yourself. And then the way it breaks down at the end where the person, the guy's just a blubbering fucking mess. Like, <laughs> it's just, 
it hits all the it hits all the fucking notes. It's a it's a really really great 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 fucking track. So I I, right. I appreciated it much more sitting down and listening to it obsessively this time than I probably ever have. So I'm grateful for that. I guess. All right. Well, that's all I got to say. And do we have Ooh. any like now that we've all heard each other, we got any final thoughts on this or anything before we want to move on? I I just thought of something when you yeah. listen to these older tunes. It happens with me. Does do you, do you, does a part of you go back to like, you know, back when you were first hearing it for the first time? Where you're, like, oh yeah, like oh, yeah. it. You you never lose that first initial couple of three four times you hear it. Yep. You just like it's it's one of those things in your memory that just comes Big popping time. right back to the forefront. I think Big Sex time. Med does that when to, to me most often. There's most songs that sort of bring me back to. Um, you know, interesting, re- really loving the band and mm-hmm. uh, f- feeling feels and uh, remembering where I was when I heard certain songs and that right. sort of stuff. Yeah. So I, I didn't get to this album until after both. Um, well, actually I, it was for me wrong. Uh, uh, small parts isolated uh, zero plus two. And then I got to this one in terms of like where, when I, where I was able to find it in record stores. So I'd, I've already gone through that whole period before I finally found mm. this one. Mm. I think that's why the second half appealed to me more because it, it, it was closer to the evolution of what they were became in those other tracks. And the first right, half is just, right. it's very different, but I fucking love it. It's great shit. Great, yeah. great shit. All right. Well, let's move on to the uh, second contestant. They're entering the arena right now. Sword drawn. With a big old fat fucking smile on their face, <laughs> here is a little hit of joy. Joy. Michelle, talk to us about joy and all of its joyous incarnations. Yes, I will now. This song makes me feel good, and it does. I like the guitar solo work. I'm talking about the Worldhood version right now, by the way. I like the guitar solo work in the bridge bridge sections, and there's a little bicycle bell that's totally cute. (laughs) (laughs) It's a simple song that delivers exactly what it says it's going to do, and then I wrote, yay! Now, I did listen to the other two, and I will go into those ones. And the, the Fish Tank Joy and the Zero Plus Two Equals One and a Half Joy, they have similarities. 
much more than the world when compared with the, with those two. I think they're both doing the same thing here. And Matthew, you're the drummer, so I'm, I'm, I hope you have a, th- a thought about this too because, oh, I, I, I'm, this is a lot of pressure here. But what I think is happening, the reason it f- feels a little unsure of itself is I think the section after the vocal part, when they go into the instrumental part, kicks in on the and of the eight. So normally you would have one and two and three and four and five and six and seven, eight and, and then you'd start again. But I think what they do is after they get to the number eight, instead of saying and, they start one of the next Mm, thing. mm. I I would try to count it out for you. And I tried to count it out today like a number of times and I fucked up and it sounded stupid. So I'm not going to be put on the spot here and try to count it out now because I will fuck it up and you'll both laugh at me. It it just goes into seven then? No, I, I, I... I don't think so because it, then it counts out a complete eight to get to go to to it's phrased as an eight. So almost that, like it's missing the last. Yeah. Almost like it's missing the last half beat or something. Yeah. It just goes from I, seven I, instead I, of seven and yeah. eight and it's just eight one. Yeah, no, eight I can one hear that and then and then and yeah. then when you do the one, it goes to a complete count of eight. So I don't right. know if you could call it a seven. Mm. Huh. Maybe, but maybe the first effect, part is though. a seven. Maybe the first part's a seven. Maybe you're right, Matthew. Maybe the first part's a seven, and then they go into an eight, which would make it obviously a 15. So I, I don't know. I should re-listen to it. But that's the, the that's what's sounding like the trip. That That's what's sounding like you're getting tripped. Mm. Do you uh, know what I'm saying? Am I fucking this up? Am oh, I, fu- am no. I fucking this you up have this, no, You have this, uh, this terminology f- way better than either of us. Yeah, but you're a drummer, so you, you get but, it. But I don't, but, I don't but think that... it thinks that way. I mean, uh, play by ear oh. only. <laughs> oh, you're he, what? He, just li- he likes to pound the skin stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels like part of the beat just dropped right off and... It, you're, you're and started again with a new uh, measure of a different time signature, and it makes you feel like they just tripped you on the stairs or something. Is it and is it cruel? No, it's cool. Uh, yeah, that that's what I wrote about it. And and the fish tank joy. Oh come on, those those cheesy keys. Oh my god, whoever whoever found that thing in the closet and and, and figured out how to turn it on and just. <laughs> sit there with a with like some fucking Adams family god it was it was amazing i love it i love it that was perfect they just hold on to that fucked up cord it sounds great <laughs> all right so that that's all i got about it and i hope great. what i said makes some kind of sense well, it does to me i i, but I think I you're... just yeah, I, oh just try to count to eight and then Drop off the end of the eight and start with a one, and then count a measure of eight after that. I don't know, drummers out there. I know I'm going to get pegged for it, but I, I like your description what, of that. Like saying. that's where you trip because that's that's what it feels yeah. like to me. It's you're like, expecting yeah. something like you just, to stop, and then they're like, "Hey, hey, hey, wait yeah. a minute!" It's like you I got, hit the curb every time that yeah, happens, right? Yeah. Up on the curb a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So that so I, I definitely out of the two, the worldhood one is just straight eight. It's just they're they're not doing that tripping thing but the and, other two the joy and the fish tank or the the zero plus two equals one and a half and the fish tank joy those two are doing that that trip thing and i like that trip thing that is clever as fuck yeah interesting that's really fucking interesting yeah all right matthew how about you yeah the the um 
the adjective I wrote down was rollicking because um, it actually I, I, that came up to came up with the, um, the the little medley version sort of it's it's uh, followed by Happy Bridge and then straight into Ghosts. I, it, it's very interesting to me that those two songs because I'd always kind of joy is a little bit like Happy Bridge. And uh, I, okay, I guess they thought so too. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. part of the same composition originally, but then you know, f- for them to be associated with ghosts is is very because it's ghosts to me is a very very heavy, dark, uh, yeah. yeah, gloomy song. Um, but uh, I had never thought until you pointed it out that uh, that version of joy that without the word joy in it um, on zero plus two goes one and a half. Um, Reminds me somehow, and I couldn't find this song, but it is a showbiz giant song called Country Ride on Demerol. And it has a similar feel to me. It's sort of like a, a, a tripping or skipping kind of weird, not quite all there um, ride through a landscape. So it reminded me a little bit of that. Huh. Um, Joy as the, uh, the first song on the first three-piece album uh, after... Um, Tom joined the band uh, sort of it, it did make me joyful so I was very happy to hear it first right. um, it's the first word and the only word in the first song on uh, a new album and that uh, was pretty awesome it seemed like a nice transition um, even though you know it, it was sort of written in that medley on zero plus two was one and a half as a bit of a transitory track so maybe it was like a transition from a previous era of no means no um, kind of interestingly uh, position. Hmm. I love the bike bell too. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's I, I wrote the organ plus 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 in the ska, <laughs> in the ska, ska yeah. version. So <laughs> hilarious. I mean, they're just having fun. Clearly, it's uh, less polished, but it's, uh, and then that curt little hit at the end. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, and this is going to be extremely nerdy, but I uh, have always been interested in the very very linguistic terminology here very ejective sound of the of the j and joy joy it's very very it's almost spat and yeah i I actually was in a phonology class and i brought this out because there's a particular sound in hungarian um, not very common sound in other languages it's uh it's actually in the word hungarian word for hungarian hungary and um being a hungarian magyar and so it's like the j j I asked a linguistics professor and played the song for them. Is that the sound in Hungarian? And they're like, yeah, it's pretty close. It's actually totally not a regular J at all. So How about go. that? That's crazy. There's <laughs> Look a, there's at a, you, Mr. Research. Holy in, shit. It was made, it's really funny you say it. And I, I don't want to barrel, but I want to tag on to that because it made me think there's this, this theater company that I still work with, but I worked with them more when I lived in New York um, called their uh, – Jechi, which is a Polish word, and that jet, that j, which is dz, it's not j, uh, but oh. it has that same feeling for me. The j, jechi, which means children, had and it occurred to me when I was listening to Joy that same sort of, uh, that same sort of uh, plosive, that sound. That's really you're cool. right. It's actually very close, very similar, very yeah. similar yeah. sound. Not quite yeah. the same, but yeah, yeah, but close. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. That's uh, that's pretty much it. That's, that's interesting it? that you and I had a similar observation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not highly nerdy observation. A very nerd, the nerds, nerds unite. Yeah, so, it's nerdy, but it's cool. So, uh, yes, I stand that cow. I, st- I stand that, uh, not, uh, cowbell. I stand the, uh, the bicycle <laughs> thing. Well, but the cowbell, there's fucking cow. Don't you can't tell me there's not cowbell in that, oh, yeah, yeah. In that fish tank. Oh, version. there is. I love that cowbell. And I want right. to talk about <laughs> if you would, I, so I know I'd listened to it before and I loved it. And to me, it feels very ska, feels like a ska version oh, of that. Exactly. Song. And 
but while the river on that on that LP, right? Most people is what they point to as like where the two drummers sound the best. I, I it's thunderous and I love it. And we'll talk about that when we get to that song. Um, but this song, the two drummers are fucking going crazy. Like I, I yeah. hear the two drummers <laughs> doing way more on joy than I do in the river, just in that sense of how fucking huh. ballistic they're going and how much fun they're having this song. Clearly they were having the best fucking time recording this, the organ they're laughing at the end. Matthew, you pointed out that little bang right at the end. It's just, they're living the, t- the title <laughs> when they're recording this shit. Um, also, back to the Worldhood version, in general, I think No Means No just normally fucking nail opening songs. They just know what to use mm. as an opening song. Almost, I, I'm not going to say every album, but almost every album, they just fucking nail it. And this was perfect for this album. It sets a tone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This going into humans, it's like, yeah, that's just, it's fucking perfect. And it's interesting, right? Because going back to that medley and realizing this was made probably as sort of a fun instrumental little uh, interstitial. But yeah, no, let's make it the the lead. (laughs) Let's put some words on it. Let's fucking sing joy and open up the album. And when I saw this tour, I'm pretty sure this is at the Maritime Hall show back when the the one where Jello had to jump on stage and sing with them because Rob's voice gave out halfway through. Um, And they opened they opened that with with that song which was perfect right you, you want them to open with joy it's just mm-hmm. it's a great fucking opener on the album and and playing live i love this yeah. song it it just makes me bop along every fucking time it's a great yeah. short little length uh brilliant opening to this album and i want to apologize to all of our listeners who are absolutely right i feel a hundred percent different now um uh, no, beat on the brat still sucks. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how the product. I I badmouth the production on this album. The more I listen to it, the more I realize I'm full of shit. I think it's actually good production. It's just much more rhythm guitar heavy or guitar heavy in a different way. And and I mm. just was hearing it different and expecting something different. But it's That's not that noble production. of you. Jeez. Let's no, that's wrong. I can I can admit. No, you're it's you're, it's you're very a rare. Man. It's very rare. But I can uh, I can go. Uh, yeah. So. Um, I guess we have to vote now, though, because I don't have much else to say about this particular song other than that I think it's a fucking jammer. Um, so Ooh, we've ha. got Love Thing versus Joy. And Michelle, you've got the inevitable, in- oh, enviable God. position of. Uh, hey, is this the off. first time I voted first? No, probably not. No, 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 no. I went no, back and you, looked at it today. No. We've all had pretty even rotations. Right, that. right. No, that, that's how you'll do it, of course. Oh, God. Uh. All right, I'm going to say it. I'm going to vote love thing. Nice. All right, there's your vote. Matthew. You know what? Oh, 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 I, oh, oh, I'm, oh. I'm in the garage, and I don't have a coin. So I'm going <laughs> to flip this washer. Washer? It's the same on both sides, unless you, you can't. Lock I, marked, I marked it. You gotta I marked reach it. In, are you serious? I marked one side with red. You gotta reach into your guts and tell us what you feel, man. Ah, I dare you. <laughs> no, flip the washer just just for Do fuck's it. sake, and then give us your real. Okay, vote. red side joy. All right, so we're we're evenly split. That leaves, joy. I love this. Oh. Nice. I love Is this. Is that, that going to means... be your actual vote? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because I I couldn't I couldn't decide. So. <gasps> I, I'm gonna. Wait, I'm that's not, gonna... not fair because I thought I couldn't either, but I had to pull it out here. Hey. Is this allowed? Hello. Nope. Okay. Too late. 
It's locked in. No, all right, no, no, all right, fine. I, I, I actually would have voted, voted Joy anyway because it's um it's oh, one right. of these ones where uh, I I think I probably would have been trying to um be the old me that loved love thing first and uh, I think just the the joy in Happy Bridge is a little bit more me these days so I probably would have voided for joy regardless but it's a it's a really near thing and oh, God. Uh, yeah there you go nice wow. well I I, oh, I get oh, to oh. Uh, I get to walk the line here and keep the listeners in suspense because my vote fucking matters and often the third and vote me doesn't too. matter me the, too the, and us both of matter. us so love thing I historically didn't love i liked didn't love i really did fall in love with it this time and i loved it a lot more than i did before and i appreciate it and in certain sense it's more of a song right so on that on that note alone it's got way more going on in it than joy so but but joy on the other hand i there you go fucking love forever and it just makes me fucking happy and my votes for joy it's joy sorry oh now i feel like a dick don't why come on it's better that we didn't all vote i like joy too well, but I love love things too. Both these songs are good. I didn't flip a washer. This is horseshit. No, it's better that at least one of us voted for it. Otherwise, now you get to be the one when people say, "Oh, love thing was better." You can go. I know. I voted. No, it's for love it. thing. It, it's uh, even got thang, a little, you know, sorry. you know, like thang. thang. Yeah. Ain't this, no this thang. Was a, this was tough. I think the flipping of the washer is pretty pretty accurate. This is a tough one. Really. Right. Okay. All right. But no, I, I, it's nice when we're not all unanimous on these tricky ones. How are you going to wash your clothes if you just flipped your washer? <laughs> all, all right, all right. I'm sorry. Oh, but, um, pause the. I got water all over, soapy water all over the floor. <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. Well, look, we're, listen, we're gonna let Matthew go clean up his washer, and we are going to introduce a new little segment that uh, we're not quite sure who's going in yet. So there'll be a weird little edit here, which is unusual for us. But we're going to include our first listener-offered story. So I hope you enjoy this. And as a reminder. Send us your fucking stories. With the one we've had yeah. some great stories sent in. I I am I cannot fucking believe how great this is to hear you guys and hear oh, your stories. Thank you all so much for sending that stuff in. Thank you so much. And we want more. So again, record Jargon. it on your phone, send it in to us uh, at no means nothing pod. No, no means nothing podcast at <laughs> gmail.com. That's no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. We want your origin story, and then we also want, in a separate file, your, if you want to give it, your, uh, what they mean to you, and then, if you feel like it and have one, a separate file of your, uh, of a good no-means-no story. And so far, you guys have been fucking killing it. So, without further preamble, here's one of those stories. Don't know which yet. Hello, my name's Ryan. My name's Brent. And we're from the You Don't Know Mojack podcast. Now, Ryan, I, I asked you to do this for the No Means No Thing, or No Means Nothing podcast. Great podcast that uh, about one of our favorite bands, No Means No. They're asking for listeners to answer some questions. So I figured we'd, we'd do that and send this in. Light them up. Okay, well, the first question is, Ryan, how did you get into No Means No? Okay, are you going to tell your story too? Yeah. Okay, so me yeah, first. You first. As usual. All right. So I got into No Means No through the Hanson Brothers. And the Hanson Brothers was the very first punk rock show I went to when I was, I got, I think I was maybe 13, 91, 92. It was the Gross Misconduct Tour, whatever year that was. Hmm. I, I had no idea what it was. I heard it and I was just starting to get to know what was punk rock and, and, 
names like the Ramones and, and blah, blah, blah. But growing up in Canada, everyone would be saying here, you know, oh, they're just like the Ramones, but with hockey. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go. My very first show went, loved it. And, but I also kept on hearing they are basically this side project for this band, No Means No. And first of all, I had no idea what the hell a side project was. <laughs> but I was still just like learning all about punk rock. And one of my next shows that I went to was a road trip from my hometown of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, to the southern location of Regina, Saskatchewan, for my very first No Means No show. And it was at the university. Pretty sure a band named 12 Eyes was opening up from Winnipeg. And this was the Why Did They Call Me Mr. Happy Tour. Um, they played. It was insane. I'm, I was hooked immediately. But then they also came out and did an amazing first encore. Then they came out and did an amazing second encore with uh, Rob on guitar and John on keys. And then they came out for an amazing third encore as the Hanson brothers, because uh, Kenny was touring with them. So it was a done deal. That's, I, I got into No Means No. I heard a bit about them. I heard some of their songs, but I got into them by seeing them live for the first time, and it was a done deal. Okay, I got into them through skateboarding, just like I got into almost all of the punk rock, quote-unquote punk bands that I got into very young. Started getting into the bands you would see in, in Thrasher magazine, like, the big ones like Black Flag, Dead Kennedys. And in the small town that I grew up in, uh, this guy, Dan, his mom moved to the town for work and he came there for su for the summer to spend the summer with her. And of course, there was like four skaters in this town that I grew up in. So when you see someone skating down the street, you go and make friends with them. And he got me into No Means No. Live and Cuddly was the record that he dubbed for me. And he told me, like, some No Means No lore. He told me, like, that they were a Canadian band, which was, you know, to me, this was 1989, 1990. So pre-internet, uh, I was 14, 15 years old, same, around the same age you were when you got into them. So to hear about a Canadian band was pretty cool because, you know, pre-punk, Canadian to me was like Brian Adams or whatever. So to hear that there was a band from Canada that, you know, was had already had legendary status. And he told me things like, you know, on the album where Andy says, always wear a safety pin on the bottom of your t-shirt, because not only is it cool in punk rock, but it also comes in very handy sometimes. Yeah. He told me that that was a thing all No Means No fans did, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not sure is true. Uh, but I, me and my friends started doing it immediately for the next several years he also in his art class in high school oh i i didn't look up where this came from but i think it's on the insert of maybe the sex mad you kill me cd there's a a, a drawing of a guy in, like injecting a needle into his arm oh yeah and i think yep, it yep. says fun or something like yep. that yeah he had a silk screen of that that he made in art class so we all got, like, I had an army jacket, and I got that silk screened on the back. And we all got shirts made with that. So that's how I got into No Means No. And then I got 0 plus 2 equals 1 right when it came out, and I was off and running from there. Right on. All right. 
Well, I hope we're you enjoyed back. that. Thank you, uh, listener, for your submission. And uh, yeah, we're, we're just sort of spitballing this. We're not sure when to include this content. So um, this is our first uh, kick at the can uh, in between our two pairs of songs. So I hope that works for you guys. Um, we're always uh, interested in your feedback. I hope you enjoyed the story. We did. Absolutely. I certainly Heck did. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck we yeah. are not more. alone. More, more, more. All right. So round two, the gladiators are entering, entering the arena. arena. On this side, the absolute origin story of No Means No, the very first fucking track they ever put on vinyl. Oh, brings look, a tear to your eye. Look, here come the wormies versus a song that is not on any canonical release and was only given to us in 2010. Now it's dark. And I, I guess I didn't say this is ridiculous. The first Look, Here Come the Wormies was on a, uh, a, a two B, like there was an A and B side, right? And it was Look, Here Come the Wormies on one side and then SS Social Service on the other. And this was 19 fucking 80, right? Oh. And then Now It's Dark was from the zero plus two equals one and a half sessions. So if you have that, you can find it on YouTube. If you haven't heard it before, definitely worth a fucking listen. So Look, Here Come the Wormies versus... Now it's dark. And we're going to start with Look Here Come the Wormies. And I see some of the Wormies coming now. So let's let you hear a little bit of their slither. Alright guys, what am I gonna say about this? So first of all, what are pro- you gonna say? Yeah, I guess we're gonna find out. Um, mad respect, first of all. This was their it's it's I, I first of all, I hadn't heard this. I was this many years old when I heard Look Here Come the Wormies. I had never sought this out, didn't really know much about it. I kind of knew a little I'd heard it about it rather, but never found it, never went to YouTube and sought it out. Um, so it's really, really recent for me, right? I was stoked to listen to it. I had to find it on YouTube. Thank you, Matthew, for finally getting me an uh, MP3 of that fucker because you can't really find it anywhere. Um, And I really love it in the sense that it's the origin story, right? Like this is their, I listen to it and I think, yeah, fuck it. This is the first thing these guys decided to sit in their fucking basement on that four track or whatever they were using, probably an old four track and record. I mean, that's, you gotta fucking love it. You gotta give respect. Is it my favorite No Means No song? Well, of course not. Had, 
John been abducted by aliens and had the extra two arms sewn onto his body, allowing him to play in the way he would play later? No, of course not. Was Rob actually playing the bass like he would later and instead playing guitar like he was playing in a more traditional band in a style that he would never really do again except a few times a mama? Of course. But, <laughs> but it's a really fun song and you can hear a lot of the DNA. I think especially... so. Oh, the DNA. I, I the like DNA. that. I think uh, uh, Wikipedia is telling me this is a John song and a John is oh, singing yeah. clearly, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yep. But you can, you can really hear their nerdy fucking nature right at home. You've got, um, let's see, uh, Celiomate, Annelid, Oligakida, all of which huh? are different words, words for worms. You know, you've got those words f flying around in here. These guys are like, yeah, we're fucking smart as shit. They Fuck said you. that in the lyrics? Oh, yeah, big time. Um, and, and, and the, the lyrics are actually pretty great. It's like on the one hand, you can look at it sort of politically, like as a, as this bourgeoisie, uh, nightmare of someone sitting in their home, paranoid about the, the socialistic fucking thugs who are going to dig up from their basement and tear down their lifestyle on one, maybe I, these are, I'm totally spitballing here. On the other hand, it could just be the, all of our, you know, sort of from the position of a bourgeoisie asshole, our fear of death. Like the worms are coming. They're going to take you and they're going to take me. So fuck it. You're, there's no getting away. No, it's the worms crawl in, the worms, worms crawl out worms. They're, the, they're eating the dead those body. Are the, those are the ones playing pinochle on your snout, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but they talk about the socialistic worms, right? Like they bring that word in. You don't bring in the word socialistic worms unless there's a little and bourgeois. Like there's some other real bougie shit in there. So. They were they're not on they're not on one level here already with their first song out of the gate. Um, th that said, like this song and love thing aren't that far apart in time. Four years, five years. But hmm. fucking shit. The, <laughs> how far yeah. they came. It's unbelievable that they could evolve from wormies to that type of playing. It's to fang. Absolutely insane to me. So. I love this song in the sense that it's super fun and it's a great bit of, you know, historical uh, errata on that sense. But I don't know that I have a lot more to say about it. So I'm going to move on and let Matthew give his exegesis. What do you think of this, Matthew? Yeah, I think uh, if, if you took a look at the timeline, I, I don't imagine that uh i'm sure that they got those words from bio biology 11 because that was definitely the curriculum <laughs> in uh, high school in british columbia okay. around that time so you know, and, uh, an olega keat and uh, versus a polykeet i still remember that um uh the the dewy and nasal voice i'm like is this this is this is pretty nodules. This is before Rob figured out how to abuse his voice. I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's this is not Rob singing. Do you think? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not Rob? at all. It's oh, no, 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 it's totally John. At first, I was thinking about. I stepped so. on the joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> the um, guitar is wanky, and like you said, it sounds like more conventional. The keys are super wanky. Um, yeah, I really like that sort of thumbing their nose at. Uh, Thumbing their nose at people who feared communism and socialism, probably. I mean, there's a, there's definitely that uh, that kind of a, a current. There was uh, it's kind of edgy to be socialist communist in Victoria at the time, mm. and um, so they're probably poking fun at people who are worried about you know the Red Scare and all that stuff. Is like, why are you worried about socialism? We should be worried about the wormies because it's coming for all of us. <laughs> communism, whatever, who cares? So it's gone from wormies to zombies. <laughs> they both I love the, um, 
messing with <laughs> yes. the tape noise, like the 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 oh, yeah. voices in the middle. Yes. Like that's definitely John playing with oh uh, totally yeah. with sound effects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like this song More almost DNA. reminds me of like um, Mr. Science Theater three thousand. It's like a, <laughs> uh, it ah, of been, you guys watch that. Should have been covered by uh, by Man or Astro Man or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but uh, definitely the $10 words are from, from uh, by 11. So <laughs> ah, this is great. Um, and this song, I realized I probably hadn't, I didn't have it. I went and rummaged through my digital archive and I don't think I ever had an MP3 of this. Um, where I had heard it before was on a tape. And this would have been in the, mm, I'd say 97, 98. I was taking swing dancing with a girlfriend at the time. And no um, kidding. Good for yeah, you. Yeah. And I got to talk to this instructor and she's like, well, what kind of music do you like when like, all oh, my favorite band is no means. Oh, she's like, no kidding. I went to, uh, I was in jazz classes with, with John Wright. I, I think I said, Holy I, have, uh, fuck. I have the seven inch that he gave me around here. Holy somewhere. shit. And, uh, <laughs> did I was you get like, it from her? No, she wouldn't give it to me, but she did tape it not. for me. And that was the only time I'd heard it. I played oh, wow. it on my radio show. This is fascinating. I've since misplaced the tape, unfortunately. I'm still still looking Whoa. for it. But uh, yeah, it was like back then, you, like, there was before the internet or before you know I had access to the internet and before right. you could sort of hunt for things. Um, and it was sort of a, a, a holy grail, Wormy's 7-inch. The radio station didn't have it. Um, and so I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> so that was my only time that I'd heard the song on that tape that I had that was taped for me by my swing dance instructor. Um, and I know for sure that, uh, that my tapes got put into a box when I moved it in Japan in 1999 and I have not heard it since then. I don't know what oh, happened to the tape, but yeah. Oh no. <laughs> but, you got to uh, find it. Such a funny little song, and you're right. It's like it's definitely no means no's DNA. Um, it, the the humor and the politics and the making fun of people. It's like all rolled into one uh, with the beginnings of the musical chops. Right. So, yeah, what was the, what was the other? What was the other side of this album? Like I didn't find. I didn't look at that up right now. I mean, I know what it's called, but I never didn't listen to it. Was it the same? Was it more punky? Did, did, I, was that on your tape? It. I don't remember. I don't remember. I'd have to. I'd have to look I'm for. Gonna it have to go, to it maybe that's on YouTube. But I'd like to know what the other song sounded like. What did they pair it with? Right? Like what the fuck? Anyway. All right, Michelle, you're up. What do you think of this sucker? Uh, my mind's still blown about being in jazz class with John Wright. I mean, is <laughs> yeah, that a pants a, pooper or what? That's a pants pooper. I mean, holy shit! Oh, of course he was in jazz class. God. All right, look, this this is a total can of cheese whiz from John Wright, and he's <laughs> serving it up good. I like how it's <laughs> echoey and creepy. You almost can't even hear the drums in some of the parts, and, and like, I forget which one of you said, it must have been made on that famous, because Rob talks about it, that I used to call it Teak, but I heard it's Teak, the Teak 4-track Rob talks about. And yeah, I, I questioned, like, Rob is playing guitar on this, and I, I loved his little ditties, and he sounds great, and he's totally listening to blues music and farting around. And John's sound effects that he farts around with are a treat to listen to as well. I love this song for the foundation that it played in the emerging of this band. Like you said, uh, Jordan, I, I like that you said the DNA, and I especially love how rare and hard to find and valuable this album is. I mean, it yeah. just adds this kind of... This uh, not not haunted, but just like this mystery behind like, oh, my God, it's like it's finding the Holy Grail. It's like a buried treasure. But yeah, did they only make like 
was this the one they only made 500 copies of or maybe less less Wow. Yeah, I'm this this album. This is a little seven inch, I think. This album is very rare, mm-hmm. very rare. So that's very cool, cool and cute that he gave that to your dance instructor. I wonder if oh, he had a crush on her. My what was her name? God, was, was her name Jody? Oh, <laughs> oh was it? <laughs> nice, nice segue. <laughs> Just you know, throw it out there. Oh. Yeah. So those that that's what I gotta say about it. Cheese whiz, total cheese whiz. Yes, I gotta give a little shout out to um, one of our listeners, um, the Freaky Friday Folkster Phil, uh, who used to do the folk show after my radio show on Friday mornings, Uh, (laughs) and he is he's a marine biologist, and he's probably like really uh, enjoying the fact that I said polykeet and oligokeet on the podcast. (laughs) Oh no, that's cool. That's wicked cool. Well, we're nerds enough. That kind of shit's gonna pop up somewhere, right? All right, well, let's turn to Now It's Dark, which is, you know, effectively an unreleased track. Uh, if it weren't for, I, I think, mostly Andy pushing it out, but, you know, I don't know the whole story behind Zero Plus Two equals One and a Half, other than that he was instrumental in releasing it. None of us would have heard this shit, and mm. uh, much more mm-hmm. well-recorded than just a demo. It, it sounds like a fully engineered song to me, so it's just yep. one that they yep. didn't feel like fit anywhere. So first, before I start diving into it, let's hear a little bit of this really crazy track. So um, this is uh, feels a little bit maybe too clever by half, but what kept coming into my mind when I listened to is this song felt like No Means No sort of doing a uh, Where the Wild Things Are via uh, Clockwork Orange. Like it just felt like this crazy, oh, fun, wow. fucking banger about, you know, uh, being that or, or how we equate, you know, dark that, that time after, especially when you're younger, that time after it gets dark when you just let your primal influences uh, loose, right? Where things just get looser. The dark side comes out. Your wild side comes out. You see, you're going to, you're going to roam the streets and bark and piss, right? There's, that's one of the lines in there. And it's just that, that sense of you're going to do things (laughs) that are going to make you feel that you're going to feel guilty about in the light of day. But now it's fucking dark motherfucker. And uh, I'm coming for you. And it's also in that vein of, um, I mean, Slade to some degree and also like even joyful reunion, not in, not in theme, but in, a a non like not a real person being the first person narrator like it's it's it's, you know it's all from the first person perspective but it doesn't strike me as really a person who's saying this it's like 
it's a it's a personality in somebody or a or a force in somebody, but it's not an actual person as much as it's the one of the voices in your head or one of the or, or your id or something like that. And there's a lot of songs like that, right? Rob Rob does that a lot. But this, I gotta say, Rab. like I, I was in a real bad mood today, frankly, from work. It fucking sucked. And driving home today, I put this on and it fucking lifted my shit right up. This song hey! a, this song's a banger. This song's a banger. This is this one have been a pit pleaser had they been had they played this live. I people <laughs> would have been fucking nuts in the pit with this song. It is the music is you know maybe a little bit more straightforwardly punk in some ways, but so enjoyable. And the the way that they uh, Rob and John, uh, uh, yeah, Rob and Andy play their voices off each other and just ping pong back and forth in a bunch of the sections is fucking ping tight pong. as hell. It is, it is fun as fuck. And of course, lyrically, the content, as they often do, very dark, but sort of a, not, not a celebration of that darkness, but just a joyful co confrontation with that part of yourself. And it has that feeling of being, being fucking young and being out after dark and just fucking raising hell and how good that can feel and how pumped you can feel and of course you know there's a lot more serious undertones in the in the lyrics as it as it goes along but i, I just i really like the song i i get i guess why they didn't release it i don't know that it would really fit on any of the albums really but it's a great track and i'm really really glad that we we got to hear it um and and got to that it got released because uh, it's definitely yeah. worth being in the Pantheon. It's definitely worth putting out in this podcast, in the mix, because um, it's a fully fledged tune. This is not a demo. This is not a little half formed thought. It's a, it's a fully formed tune that I, I think is fun as shit. So yeah, that's what I got to say. How about how about you, Matthew? Oh, totally. Yeah, it's um, it's it's basically a Hanson song. Um, yeah, yeah. Which uh, I love about it because it's. I, um, I hear that too a little bit. Yep. Yep. Yeah, which is cool because it's it's Andy in it. Um, I love the yeah dark 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 uh, the different voices uh, ping ponging back and forth. That's that's perfect uh, perfect example. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I agree with everything you said, Jordan. But uh, I, I keep thinking of that illustration. And I don't know where it came from. I think it was originally included in. Um, the, the fold in, maybe it was in sex mat or something like that, but it was a drawing. I think it must've been done by Rob and it's somebody injecting something into their arm and it says fun. Mm -hmm. So it reminded mm -hmm. me of the fun illustration. So I think it's actually a song about heroin. Mm. Um, maybe the temptation of whoa, heroin, whoa. especially being that, nice. um, you know, uh, heroin was a real scourge on uh, Victorian Vancouver punk scenes. Um, took out a lot of uh, a lot of people, a lot of people's friends. Um, mm. So I kind of mm -hmm. wonder whether there was a, a little bit of a reference there. About that, it's just yeah. that that temptation is there. Um, I know you. You're just like me. Don't look at me. You don't look at me. Um, you know the shame. Um, uh, I think the song, this, the whoever's singing it, um, it's the Red Devil. It's the it's the roommate. Um, my eyes are green. My lips are red. Love me or you wind yeah, up dead. Fuck with right. me. I'll fuck with you. I'll fuck with anything that moves. <laughs> um, no, it's that that alter ego. It's the hide um, of the Jekyll and Hyde. Um, he was uh, singing. I mean, you, you, you put your disease in me sort of again, maybe a song about, uh, addiction or, uh, doing something dangerous. Yeah. Um, but I, I really, really like it. I mean, it's, it's totally, um, fun and fast and I really wish that they'd, uh, they'd put it onto a more polished version on an album, but you're right. It's definitely a fully, a fully formed song and I don't know how it got, uh, binned somehow. It's a uh, pretty great. Hmm. Nice. Bend. Yeah. What about you, Michelle? What are, what are your thoughts on this sucker? 
I think this song kicks its own ass. I think it's catchy. I think it's catchy and filled with tons of attitude. It'll sound weird, but when Rob plays one note for a bit, he's really, he's really not. To be able to put so much attitude and feeling on one note, I'm asking you all, can you feel it? Can you feel it? He's chugging, but he's also what the fucking. This is something that cannot be taught. It's groove, it's thunder and lightning. The way he cranks it is frightening. It's an awesome song that kills. And I figured out a couple of the lyrics that you guys were questioning. So oh, yeah. This, Just oh, want yeah. to say, like, I, I, um, I, nobody, yeah. nobody wrote it down. I was unable to find, like, everybody has uh, written out the lyrics. I have this two. is one of the few No Means No songs that does not have the lyrics. I could not find them anywhere on the internet. So we're trying to transcribe them ourselves. Yeah. That's right. But I yes. have two answers, even though I don't listen to lyrics much, if at all. But the one you were, maybe you can figure out where it was in the song, but I think he's saying checking up on me. Mm. I think it was like one of the first stanzas. Can you call mm. it a stanza or it's part of the whatever the thing? Yeah, yeah. Checking up sense. on me. That makes sense. You've been yeah, checking yeah. up on me. So You've been, been, been checking up on me. Yes, yes. That's totally. the part. Yes, yep, yes. That's it. And you then got it. and then another questionable area you were wondering about. I think he's saying, I can't be fucked. That isn't love. Do you remember where that was? In yeah, the yeah, song? yeah. Does that, that make sense? Does that it make sense? I can't you be, be fucked. fucked that isn't love that you have been dreaming of. I know you. You're just yeah, like, yeah, you don't yeah. But you, I can't be fucked. That is in love. Can that you sounds not right. be fucked because you're not in love or love to be fucked? I, I don't know. I'm, so the the, the person territory. on the podcast who who least really identifies <laughs> with lyrics has I can broken hear the well, lyrics though. wide open for us. So thank you for that. That's I can hear great. well, but I mean, I didn't do what Matthew did earlier with the Jody Foster shit, man. That was that's no. That's yeah. See ya. All right. Nice. Well, okay. These are, I mean, fucking how weird that these two total rarities came up against each other. It's cool though. It is mm-hmm. cool. It's hella cool. I'm going to need guess, the washer. I'm going to need I guess, the washer. I, I, I go, I don't need the washer for this one. So I, I go first. This is me first. Ooh. And um, I appreciate look, hum, look who come the wormies. Look here come the wormies rather from a historical perspective. But now it's dark. I just it's just a fucking much better song. It's there. It's more evolved. I, I can't vote just out of nostalgia, especially a song that really holds no nostalgia for me because I just heard it. So uh, all I have is sort of a vague appreciation for the fact that it's their origin story, which is great. And don't get me wrong. It's great in that sense. But now it's dark. It's a fucking banger. That's a fully formed yep. fucking great song and gave me a great mood today. So now it's dark for me. hundred percent. All right, mm. Matthew, how about you? Yeah, I think um, Wormies, it's a curio for sure. It's like an interesting thing to pop on your shelf and like kind of laugh at and everything like that. But uh, Now It's Dark is a straight up, um, yeah, jumping around song. So I, I, I got to give it to Now It's Dark. Um, I, 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 lament, I, I lament that it's uh, so obscure. Yeah. Hmm. How about you, Michelle? What's your vote? I did vote for Now It's Dark. However, it was tough for me because I can fall prey to the nostalgic type of things that you were kind of talking about Jordan earlier, where you like, I I think there's some meat to that and and I want to give it its due, but musically, yeah, now it's dark is better, but I, 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 and that's what I'm going to vote for. But I, 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 I have a very warm feeling and thought about the wormy song. I I, I mean, I I just, you know, see also Baldwin. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> you exactly. You absolute lunatics. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, shit, man. Unanimity. That's nice. Yep. We're ending this unanimously. But 
listener, before we sign off, we have you and we are lucky enough to be able to hear yet another Andy's Correction Corner. Michelle, give me your little uh, mouth music. I, uh, no, I what? She's not going to do it this time. Yeah, there we go. That's it. All right, this time, Matthew, do do us the honors of what, where this, is it? Uh, yeah, right, uh, Matthew's got it. it. I got oh, it. oh, okay. Here. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Okay. So, um, little comments from uh, our our friend, our uh, little uh, bee in our bonnet. Um, the latest from Batinsky Bob. Uh, no fucking was written by Rob after no sex. How, how much after? I couldn't say for sure, but within a year or two, likely. I can't recall if it was written as two-piece or three-piece. I'm thinking two-piece. One thing I do know is that for years, it was included in our set as a song before Predators. The song always, the two always went together. We tried recording Predators a couple times, including for Sex Mad. So Predators, very old song. Oh, wow. Anyway, sorry, get back into what Andy actually said. But for whatever reason, it seemed to fall flat in the studio. Live was another matter entirely, and so, on record at least, no fucking began to lead its own little life. Um, and then this is uh, about uh, my roommates turning into a monster, referenced in... Um, now it's dark, I guess. I believe I've told you this before, but Roommate is my favorite No Means No song from the main ref's beginning, which really isn't the beginning. Holy we should, shit. We should talk about this someday, Michelle. Through oh, the twisted oh. tale of sharing living arrangements up until the he's raising his hand against me climax, it's Rob and John at their best. And as a bonus, Robbie puts down what I think is his best guitar playing ever. Fear and loathing, sexual politics, a B-movie horror title, Roommate has it all for me. A claustrophobic slice of everyday life drama. And I should also mention, it continues John's tradition of sound effects found in various No Means No recordings for better and for worse. In this case sublime <laughs> wow nice once again thank you andy uh fucking great to hear that inside Come on. And, and how fucking crazy and interesting that that's his favorite no means no song i know i uh, what it's pretty wow. great it's pretty great All who right. knew damn well listen we are almost exact well we're exactly at an hour before i put in any clips so i thought this was gonna be a short hey. episode but it's right up there with the rest apparently ah, no way we can't keep our mouths fucking shut, even nope. on any song. That's all right. That's, that's why you keep it's passion, listening. baby. It's passion. So remember to uh, reach out and poke us or tickle us or slap us on the social <laughs> plagues. Uh, you got the uh, no. We, we have our own little no means no page now, which has got a nice little community of folks growing every day, which love to see you there. That's the uh, no means no thing podcast over on that most ridiculous of platforms. Facebook, which, yes, we hate as much as you. But, hey, it's good for a few things. We're over at uh, at no means nothing on Instagram and Twitter. Find us there. Hit us up. Keep track of uh, our comings and goings. And uh, yeah, you know, I I just kind of have one question for everyone out there. I I just kind of want to know which part you like the best. I I like the heart the best. <laughs>